0: In what ways has rejection targeted your life? Well, we have been talking about how rejection is a demon, and demons use strategies and prowl around on the vulnerable, the weak, and the broken. They are drawn to weaknesses and are particularly drawn to those wounded by rejection because they operate through lies. So if demons work through strategy, we have to as well. So stay with me today as we talk about Developing our heavenly strategies to overcome. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So, let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Welcome back. I'm Jeannie Smith, your host for the Shattered and the Beautiful podcast. I hope that everyone had a wonderful Christmas. You know, I've been thinking about Christmas this year uh, because of the season that I'm walking through, and it seems that Christmas is take it on a new perspective for me. I know that we celebrate our risen King who entered into this world as a little baby uh, through a virgin woman named Mary. God chose her to carry the Messiah, and he came into this world to be our Savior, the Savior of all mankind, and that fulfilled a great prophecy. But Christmas season, I've been thinking about how Jesus came into this world. He had to, God sent his only son because the world was so broken. It was so broken and it was in need of a savior. Yes, to save us and to also heal us. And so because of the shape and the condition of this world, Jesus had to come. God had to send his son. So the scripture in Isaiah 53.3, it says he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He was when Jesus came to earth as a baby, he began experiencing rejection himself. He was not received. Even his own people rejected him, but he was rejected that we could be delivered. So it is because our sorrow, it is because of our grief that Jesus came into this world as well. He is acquainted with our rejection and our sorrow and our grief because he experienced it himself. And so no matter what you're going through, what you've been going through, this Christmas season may have been difficult for you. And for some, it may have been full of joy. But for whatever the season brought for you, Jesus was acquainted with every emotion that you were feeling. And he came to be with you to commune with you, to minister to you. He is the gift. So let me just open up in prayer. Father God, we thank you for being that gift. Lord, I pray for every single listener that is listening today. And I just speak your presence of holy healing all over them, their mind, their heart, God, no matter what they're walking through. Lord Jesus, that they feel in this moment, your presence and how much that you love them. And you have a great purpose for their life, and you've came to heal them, Lord God. And Lord, no matter what their circumstances are, they are not walking in those circumstances alone, that you are with them every step of the way. And if anyone is listening that don't know you as their Savior, Father, that today would be the day that they would not delay. Today would be the day of salvation, that they would receive you as their King, their Lord and Savior, Lord God. And it is in your name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, so for a little recap, we started out talking about rejection and what it is and how it enters into our life. And today we're going to end on how to develop heavenly strategies to overcome. Now, we've already spoken about how rejection is an identity theft. It truly is. We've talked about how rejection is a demon. Demons use strategies and they prowl around on the vulnerable, the weak, and the broken. They are drawn to weaknesses and are particularly drawn to those wounded by rejection because they operate through lies. So if demons work through strategy, well, friends, we have to as well. We have to know the enemy. So let's talk about that for a moment. If we were in battle, let's just think about the concept of our military and our army. Uh, We're going to talk today about the Lord's army, but in the physical realm, the, the military, the army, as they are preparing for battle, any battle, any enemy could come upon them at any point in time. They are strategically trained to prepare for battle. And what do they have to do to do that? Well, they have to know the enemy. They have to know what time of day they will attack. They have to know what kind of weapons that they will use. Why? Because they are going to target those things they are going to combat those things they are going to prepare they're going to be have hopefully have stronger weapons to attack them with they're going to uh, be waiting for them at that time of day be prepared to meet them face-to-face in battle, and they can't do none of those things without studying, taking time to study and know the enemy. So I've heard some say, oh, don't worry about the enemy, you need to focus on the Lord, and that is very true. But you also have to know who the enemy is. His strategies, his tactics, they don't change. They are the same years ago when he was cast out of heaven as they are today. So we have to know them so we can be on guard and be prepared Okay, so one of the ways that we can do that is to be prayerful. Now, we're going to, I'm going to give you three things here we're going to talk about today. The first is prayer. So this is your greatest heavenly strategy, friends, is prayer. You have to be prayerful. It is our greatest weapon. Strategy is prayer. Because prayer brings us into the presence of God. And trust me, there is not a greater person that you want on your side greater than God. There is no greater weapon. The presence of God makes demons flee. Prayer opens up our spirits to receive, to hear truth, to accept truth. It builds us up and it strengthens the inner being. So, number one, you've got to be prayerful. So what does your prayer strategy look like? Do you have a place where you go do business with the Lord? Do you have a place where you go and prepare for battle? Where do you do your war? What's in your tool bag? So for me, I have a little prayer room in my home, and many of you may have the same, and that's my place where I do war. When I feel the battle, Uh, intensifying uh, on my family or in my ministry or just in the world in general, I will drop everything and I will enter into my prayer room to do war. I've had times when I've been praying for family members that I would just wake right up out of my sleep and go right downstairs and enter into my place where I do battle with the Lord against the enemy so what does your place look like do you have a place do you need to establish a place where you do war and what does that space look like what kind of tools do you have in your tool bag what kind of things are in that place because we have to have weapons right we're talking about prayer strategy it's our number one weapon but what other weapons might you see in that place Well, I have uh, my Bible, of course, my journal to be able to write down, uh, prayer requests, things that the Holy Spirit speaks to me, people that the Holy Spirit is telling me that I need to pray for, sticky notes that I put up all over my wall so I can see those prayers and see prayer requests and prayer requests answered. I want to see those praises. Uh, I have anointing oil in my place of worship and prayer. Where I do war at, uh, because I call upon the anointing of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. I anoint my own head and ask the Lord to please align my thoughts with his thoughts. I anoint my mouth, that my words would be his words, not mine, that they would speak the oracles in the Father's heart. I pray for my hands and anoint my hands that everything that I put my hands to would be profitable for the kingdom. And most importantly, I anoint my heart and I pray for my heart. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And I say, Lord, let my heart be pure because if it's not pure, I can't see you. I can't hear you. And listen, we were all created to worship the Lord and to fight in battle. And if we have received him as our Lord and Savior, we have him in us, his presence in us. And we just need to activate it. We need to first understand that he is there and then walk in that presence and use those keys and those uh, anointing gifts that he's given us to be able to go up against the enemy because we can overcome him when we walk in those things that the Lord has given us. Now, remember, we've talked about this before in Ephesians that we've been given all spiritual blessings and that's what we're talking about today. That means that God has given us freely all the gifts that we need, the tools that we need in our to to plug into our tool bag to do battle. So we're talking about we need to have the word in our place for war. We need to have a maybe anointing oil. Hey, we need to have maybe some a place to and a device to play music because worship is so powerful. Worship will make the enemy flee. So, you know what? If you get up one day and you're just feeling tense or you're just feeling struggle beginning to enter into your home, maybe through even conversations with your kids. Oh, the day's just not starting off outright or, you know, maybe conflict a little bit with you and your husband in the morning. I don't know. I'm just giving some some thoughts and ideas here. But one thing that you can do immediately is go turn on worship music in your home. So if I feel that arising in my house, I speak to Alexa. <laughs> I speak to the Holy Spirit and I speak to Alexa and I say, Alexa Turn on praise and worship music, and as soon as that praise and worship music enters into our home, the devil flees immediately because he can't stand worship. So you've got to have those things in place. You've got to be ready. you got to be thoughtful of, and you got to be ahead, one step ahead of the enemy. So that's why you have to have prayer strategies. Very important. So if these are not things that you're familiar with, then, oh, friends, get familiar with them. Because you're going to need these strategies for the days ahead. You are not going to make it without prayer strategy in the days ahead. So what type of prayers do we need to be praying? Maybe you're not comfortable with prayer. Maybe this is something that hasn't really been activated in your life. Or maybe you've been a little intimidated by it. Well, when you go into your place uh, of, of worship and prayer, your special little uh, place where you do business with the Lord, prayer room, whatever it is, it's just you and the Lord. So one thing that you can do immediately is open up the word. So I'm going to give you a couple passages of scripture that you can begin to pray. One is Psalms 144, 1 and 2. And it says, Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues Peoples, my enemies under me. Very powerful. Another one is Psalms 91, that entire chapter. Get familiar with that. But Psalms 91, 4 says, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. Okay, I want to share another one with you in Psalms 18. And I'm going to paraphrase because this is a very long one, but I just want to touch on some of the things that's in this passage. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Verse 4. The cords of death have entangled me. The torment of destruction has overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave have coiled around me. The snares of death have confronted me. But in my distress, I called to you, the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Verse 16, he reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of the deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy. Verse 19, he brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted me. In me, verse 25, to the faithful you show yourself faithful, to the blameless you show yourself blameless, to the pure you show yourself pure, verse 27, you save the humble, verse 30, as for God, his way is perfect, the Lord's word is flawless, he shields all who take refuge in him, verse 32, it is God who arms me with strength and keeps my ways secure, verse 33, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield, and your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet, so that my ankles do not give way. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. Verse 43, You have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of nations. Verse 46, the Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be God, my Savior. He is the God who avenges me. He subdues nations under me. My God who saves me from my enemies. Verse 49, therefore, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing love to his anointed, to David and to his descendants forever. And here's the good news. We are the descendants of David. He gives us great victory. If you are a child of God, we have been given a gift of authority. Now, many don't live in it. They don't understand it. They don't walk in it. They don't believe that it's for them today, just like it was in the scriptures for the disciples. But it is. We need to walk into a revelation of, of knowing the power of authority that rests inside of us. So I pray that you are given a revelation of your power and authority today, that you would begin to exercise your authority. In Luke 10, 19, Jesus says, I give unto you power. Well, what does that word power mean? It means authority. So you know what? I was thinking my husband brought this up to me. It was such a a great analogy. He was listening to a great podcast and he got so excited and he was sharing with me about In the Garden of Eden during those days, how intimately God walked with Adam and Eve. And and they were just in the perfect environment, the atmosphere, right? And there was an intimacy that was happening there between Adam and Eve as God walked with them. And, you know, today we don't live in the Garden of Eden, although one day we will because God will establish his new kingdom Heaven and earth, it will be established and we will enter into the presence of that perfect place again. But until then, we can still enter into that Garden of Eden and it lives within us. So when we receive Jesus as our Savior, he begins to live inside of us. That means he walks with us and talks with us. There's a beautiful hymn about that. The Garden of Eden is within us. That's where we walk with the intimacy of the Lord and we walk in his presence and we can sit still and commune with him. And because he is within us and he's given us power and authority, we can overcome everything. And we're talking about rejection here, but this means everything. Why? Because God lives within us. He walks with us and he talks with us. And so the key of the kingdom, the power and authority is living within us. Therefore, we are become a key as well the key within the key so through that he gives us wisdom and knowledge and power he will deliver us he will give us deliverance and when he gives us deliverance through his word and these strategies that we're talking about then we can then share those strategies with other people he shows us his mercy and he helps us overcome But there is something that we must do. Now, here I'm going to give you number two, because we talked about number one, and that is that we must be prayerful. That was your heavenly strategy, number one. Your heavenly strategy, number two, is you must be persistent. The demons are hoping that you will not be persistent, by the way. They're hoping that you will just throw a superficial prayer out there and uh, be done with it, move on. They're hoping that you will just say this little prayer and give up, but don't. You have to stay persistent. Don't back down. No matter what throws come your way, no matter what pain and suffering comes your way, the enemy is always after you. He wants you to give up. You cannot give up. Get up off that floor. Don't stay that. Stay persistent. Don't back down. You have to keep moving. You have to continue to press forward through the enemy lines. Persistent warriors never stop. They never back down. They do not stop until the enemy has been overtaken. So Psalms 1837 says, I pursued my enemies and overtook them. So you see there, there was a pursuing that never stopped. And then we see the overtake. Okay. I did not return until they were destroyed. Let me read that again. Psalms 1837. This is King David speaking. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not return until they were destroyed. Yes. Now, friends, if you don't know who the enemy is, his name is Satan. He is the ultimate enemy. And you do have the tools to overtake him and to have victory over him and his lies and his scheme. That is who you are going after here. And demons are everywhere. And yes, they can attach to people. And yes, people come at us. And we may think that. The people are actually the enemies, but they're not because we have three enemies in this world. Number one is the enemy himself, Satan. Number two is our flesh. We cause destruction to our own self because of things, choices that we make, things that we sometimes speak over ourselves, choices that we make, right? And then three, it is the world. The world is our third enemy. So these are the enemies that we're talking about, but ultimately they are rooted in that person of the enemy right okay so whatever is attacking your life remember don't back off don't retreat until it is completely destroyed by God okay so now if you are prayerful and you are persistent then your third heavenly strategy you will enter into and that is you will be set free but you got to do the first two so learn this exercise this teach it to others teach it to your family teach it to your children they are never too young to learn these strategies. So, let's read Luke 4:18 together because here it says, "The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free." Now, here in this passage, Jesus is speaking, okay? But Jesus was the fulfillment of these very verses when it was first read in the book of Isaiah. He walked into the synagogue, he unrolled the scroll, and he began to read Isaiah 61. And he was the fulfillment of those words. But here in Luke, Jesus is speaking these words to us because these words are also for us today. He has imparted this responsibility to us as well. And I take it very serious. As the Lord has released a mandate on my very life to do these things. And he has yours as well. So are we going to pick up that mandate? And are we going to walk this commission out? Well, my answer is yes. And I hope yours is too. And begin doing that commission over yourself first and then to others. But in order to help others, we have to know first how to use this word to deliver ourselves. So that's what I'm trying to teach you today. Then we can allow our testimony to build others' faith and help them overcome as well. So be prayerful, be persistent, and be set free. Okay, lastly, let's talk about that armor. We got to be dressed, right? So Ephesians chapter six, get very familiar with that, beginning in verses 13 through 20. But the pieces of armor are, number one, the strong belt of truth, right? So Satan fights us with lies, and sometimes his lies sound like truth. But only believers have God's truth, which can defeat Satan's lies. Then our breastplate, God's approval. Satan will attack our heart. That's the seat of our emotions. It's the approval of uh, the breastplate is the approval. It protects our heart. So he approves of us. Remember in Ephesians 1, 2, and 3, he tells us how much he loves us. He adores us. We have to have that breastplate of truth covering us. He loves us and he sent his son to die for us. So we can't forget those things. Our shoes, right? We have to be ready to spread the good news. Well, Satan doesn't want us telling others about the good news. He wants us to all believe we're worthless and we're hopeless. Oh, that's a lie. So we got to be ready. We got to have those shoes on to be ready to walk and proclaim the truth of God. And then our shield, the shield of faith, what we see are Satan's attack, right? In the form of insults, setbacks, rejections, things we're talking about today. But the shield of faith protects us from those flaming arrows, our helmet, the helmet of salvation. Satan wants to make us doubt God, Jesus, our Savior, but the helmet's, helmet protects our minds from doubting. And then the sword, the spirit, the word of God, the sword is the only weapon of offense in the list of armor. The word is our greatest weapon of offense. So there are times when we need to take the offensive against Satan. When we are tempted, you know, he tempted Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He used the word to combat him every single time. And we need to trust in the truth of God's word. But then the last part of that armor, when we have all of those pieces on, I'm going to take you right back to the greatest weapon is prayer. Because when we have all those things, pieces of gear on it is the prayer that activates them glory to god the prayer okay as we close today that's exactly how i want to end today's episode is through prayer i've got some powerful prayers that i'm going to pray over you father god right now i just speak and pray for deliverance from rejection in Jesus' name by your stripes we are healed of rejection You have nailed rejection to the cross. You have set us free. Therefore, we are free. We declare that you have sanctified us with your word. Your word is truth that pours over us, God. And because of that, we are more than conquerors. Lord, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We have been chosen by God from the foundation of the world. We are holy and without blame we have been adopted as your child according to the good pleasures of your will we are accepted and we are called your beloved thank you lord that you have redeemed us through the blood of jesus and that we are co-heirs with jesus christ and we are seated in heavenly places god because of your love we are the workmanship of you you have created us for good works thank you god that we are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of god Thank you, Father, that you right now, even in this moment, are strengthening our inner being, God, and filling it with the spirit, your spirit of God. Thank you that we are rooted and grounded in love and that we are being renewed in the spirit of our mind daily. In the name of Jesus, God, we walk in love. We are filled with the spirit of God. Thank you that we are healed. Thank you that we have been given exceedingly great and precious moments to be with you and to worship with you and to sit in your presence and because of that we are partakers of the divine nature of christ thank you that we have been born again as we receive you as our savior and therefore we walk victoriously thank you that by your stripes by your blood by our word of our testimony that we are an overcomer yes father yes by the blood of your lamb thank you lord god thank you lord And now, Father, we just want to enter into a place of receiving a new heart and a new spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a new heart and new spirit that you put inside of us. We will guard our heart. We will guard our mind. We will protect those things. We will guard our thoughts. Lord, we will not be entertained by unclean thoughts or impure thoughts. God, we just ask for those things to be removed right now in the name of Jesus. We will not allow them to be planted in our mind and take root in our heart. We bind it. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus right now. And we will not allow you to put uncleanliness and any kind of perversion into our mind and heart. We will keep it clean because blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Thank you, Lord, for delivering us from unclean spirits that try to operate in our mind and heart. We bind it and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you right now. We receive a new heart. And a new spirit, just like you spoke about in your word in Ezekiel 36, 25 and 26. Thank you for your cleansing, Lord. And now, Lord, we just enter into a place of restoration. We believe you, God. We believe your word. Thank you for the total restoration we are receiving right now, Lord, in our life. Lord, you know every part of our life. Nothing is hidden from you. You know every breach, every wall, every gate. You know everything, Lord. You know the condition that we're in. And I ask you to restore, to go into the deep places of the heart and restore anything that's left undone, anything that is broken, any area that the enemy has had access to, God. And we just uproot that, bind it in the name of Jesus. We ask it to be closed and now to be filled with the goodness of God, the goodness of you, Lord. Let it be repaired. Let it be restored. Father, we ask that any Uh, thing in our life that doesn't need to be there God that it would just be removed and father we open up our life to you Holy Spirit the comforter our builder our rebuilder and our helper we pray for complete restoration everywhere within our mind and our heart and our being our inner man our emotions Lord in the name of Jesus let every place be healed and restored thank you father thank you that you are repairing us we pray for any desolation and ruin in our life to be completely Rebuilt for the past to be restored God that you would give us back everything that the locust has eaten God everything that's been destroyed God that it would be healed and it would be Rebuilt God we want to be made whole father and you are the one that can do it and we thank you for that We want to be delivered Thank you that you're delivering us and setting us free in the name of Jesus and making us whole We believe that the Holy Spirit as is at work in our life right now, even in this moment and we thank you for the word lord we thank you for that gift we will receive it we will hear it we will listen to it we will obey it we will walk in it thank you for your presence lord that we do get to commune with you in the garden of eden in our whole heart and our soul and our mind thank you god and we will rejoice and enjoy your presence and your glory we will worship you lord we will worship you one day every knee will bow god so we need to be bowing now, Lord. Why do we need to wait for them? We thank you for giving us life and giving us life abundantly. Thank you, Lord, that everything is being repaired and restored in my life right now. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, as we close out this year, I want you to reflect on what God has done already in your life. Maybe what he's even done right now, even in this podcast today. Oh, I, I hope it is so. And, you know, one of the things that I love to do each year is I sit down with the Lord and I create a vision board of what kingdom work he's wanting me to put my hands to, what visions he's given me for the new year. And at the end of the year, I like to go back and look at that vision board and see what all God has done and maybe what things are on that vision board that now are going to move into the upcoming year. And so, I don't know, does God give you a fresh word every year? What is he trying to teach you this year? I want you to go ahead and position your heart for the newness of what God is going to be doing in you in 2023 and why this is important to me to close out this episode talking about these things is because as we move into the new year we are going to kick up some fresh discussion on purpose in the next episode do you know your kingdom purpose well we'll be talking about it in the new year and I will see you there I love you bunches remember to always live life abundantly you like mommy's show leave a review hey before you go if this podcast has blessed you the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the shattered in the beautiful show next hop on over to the shattered in the beautiful private facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration you can reach me at geniescottsmith.com and lastly please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at smith evangelistic ministries I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.